0: We. Are. I. Let's get back into the conversation about how much fitness the average person needs to do in a week? Because this is something that, you know, routinely has been talked about, and a lot of people shy away from how lazy they are. And if you've ever listened to this podcast before, and if, you know, you've ever talked to me before, like I, I always say, I always come back to that the craziest fucking CrossFit guy now is lazy compared to what a woman was. 100 years ago. And I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory way. I mean that in the most absolutely, you know, fundamental, most basic way to be able to understand the amount of output that there used to be in life. And I say this because, you know, women and men, but like an average woman 100 years ago, that was, you know, on a in a rural community, because a lot of women were, You know, like rural communities were in vast abundance compared to what they are now, which means that you were probably gardening, you were probably, you know, making jams, you were probably making sauces, you were probably you know, making your own pasta at home, your own bread, your own buns, your own pies, your own cookies, you were making three meals a day, you were packing lunches, you may have had to get water from a well, you may have had to carry that somewhere, you may have had to chop wood and start a fire in a wood-burning stove, you know, routinely every day, if not multiple times a day, you know, you May or may not have had to do most of these things at one point in time with kids. You may have had to scrub clothes with a wash grate, you know, in a, in a basin that you had to carry. They had to put water in. They had to carry hot water from, from the stove to be able to put into this thing. You know, you had to carry water, hot water from the stove to be able to put in a wash basin to wash a child. All these things that required physical strength every day, seven days a week hours upon hours a day. You know, like I seen a, a picture posted yesterday, I followed these old school mining photos, you know, from, you know, 50 years ago, 80 years ago, 100 years ago, 125 years ago, from all over North America, from the gold rush to, you know, different mines, but specifically, usually around the gold rush. And they're showing these fucking jacked guys, like, there's not a fat guy in any one of these pictures, let alone a woman. And you just see them. When you look at them, you're like, these fucking people work hard. Like, can you imagine working in the depths of a gold mine 100, 120 years ago? It'd be brutal. It would fucking break people these days, break them, absolutely break them. You know, and this is what a lot of men were doing, you know, building rail lines, working in gold mines, you know, trekking across country. And, you know, we're not even talking about the physical exertion it takes to be able to move a country or move a community and move a family continents. And then once you get to this new promised land that you also then there start to trek across this continent to be able to find a homestead. And more likely than not, had to build your home when you got there with your own two hands. Like this is what life was like. But this is what we're capable of, not what we're capable of today. Because when you speed this up and then you have me and millions of other people. Well, I shouldn't say that. Me and hundreds of thousands of other people who preach. That people need to do more because they're so lazy now. This is why we have things like metabolic dysfunction. And this is the reason why we have things like chronic disease. You know, case of point, like you know, heart disease, fatty liver disease from the overconsumption of high sugary food or drinks and alcohol. Why we have type 2 diabetes. You know, why we have a lot of these things. Because people are just lazy. You haven't done enough. This is why we have anxiety and depression because you just haven't done enough. You haven't done enough to be able to burn off the excess of everything, hormones, stress, happiness, sadness, fat, the whole gambit of everything. You have to do more to be able to burn it off. You have to do more to be able to deserve going to bed every night. If you lay there at night and you can't quite fall asleep, you haven't done enough to be able to burn it off. And this is why. Because when I'm sitting there listening to Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast last night, one of his latest ones that come out, and for the nth amount of time that he's reiterated this point, which is the same point that I've been trying to make for decades now too, is that people need to do more. And he does this by way of saying that, Dr. Andy Gelpin and him, when they sit down and talk that at a minimum, and I'm talking at a minimum here, folks, minimum, you need to do 200 minutes a week of zone two cardio in your exercise routine. Well, that's three and a third hours a week at a minimum of zone two cardio. That's cardio, steady state heart rate cardio, all the cardio that People have notoriously always done when they go into a gym and they just ride a bike, run on a treadmill, hop on an elliptical, all these things where you can still hold a conversation, where you're not gasping for air, where the exertion level isn't so high, you know, that it flips you and you're just starting to burn, you know, too much oxygen now. You want to be in that zone, that zone two cardio where you are just strictly burning fat for fuel. And that's 200 minutes at a minimum. Like, let's talk about this. That's a minimum. And Dr. Andy Gelvin doesn't even consider this to be a part of the fitness hours in a week. This is just, that's life. That's what you need for life. He doesn't even calculate this. He doesn't even encourage people to calculate this into what you are doing for fitness. This is a requisite outside of that for life, for health. Mentally, emotionally, and physically, 200 minutes at a minimum. So this what he says, is that you can incorporate this easy into your day. You know, whether you choose to walk up the stairs, whether you choose to park further away in the parking lot at the grocery store, whether you choose to walk to the store instead of drive, whether or not you decide to take the dog on an extra walk, or you decide to take the dog on a longer walk, or you decide to take the dog on a walk that is... Harder than another walk that you could do. Whether or not you decide to go and play with the kids instead of putting them in front of an iPad. Whether or not you choose to do an activity with them. Whether or not you choose just to be mobile or you have a hobby that makes you move your body. Because this isn't cardio that you're heavily exerted. You do not have to go for a run or a hike or a bike ride. You can do a lot of lifestyle things that mimic zone two cardio. And the best part about this one is. That is also sitting in the sauna. So let that sink in for a second. Let's have that pause. It's also sitting in the sauna. Now you can double end. But when sitting in the sauna, you can double end, triple end, and quadruple end. Because when you're sitting in the sauna, not only are you getting the anti-inflammatory markers in the body to reduce inflammation in the body, but also introduce or reduce inflammation emotionally. But you're also sitting here mimicking zone 2 cardio which you need 200 minutes of anyway. And if you're sitting in the sauna, you know, an average of four times a week, like you should be for 20 to 30 minutes, each one of those sessions, well, now you're starting to double end. But you can triple end this by stretching in the sauna. You can quadruple end this if you do any kind of meditation in the sauna. You're like, aha, now you're starting to talk about efficiencies of life. Double ending, triple ending, quadruple ending to be able to accomplish it because that is multitasking. That is truly, absolutely multitasking. When you're sitting in a sauna mimicking zone two cardio, when you're sitting in a sauna and naturally getting those heat shock proteins, when you're nat- or sitting in a sauna and you're stretching on those nice warm muscles to that, you know, 30, 40% of your maximum load for the stretch because... We do know now that that is the most efficient way to stretch. Just static stretching, holding that stretch to about 30, 40% of your max promotes the most and abundant amount of flexibility in that tissue. We know this. So there you go. There's efficiency. And like when I say, like this is 200 minutes at a minimum on top of everything else, this is on top of, you know, three or four days a week, you know, doing high intensity cardio, which is your interval style, which is your sprints, which is you are pushing, you are gasping for, you are crushing it and doing that 30 to 40 minutes, three to four times a week on top of the, you know, three to four, one hour strength training sessions that you should be doing to be able to promote strength, which increases cardiovascular strength. Think about that for a minute. When you start to accumulate all these things, you're like, God damn, man, that's a lot of fucking time. But I'm like, okay, if you look at this, the zone two cardio, even if you isolate this outside of everything else and you didn't choose to live life that mimicked this, three, three hours in about 20 minutes. Well, say you go with the high intensity training, you pick four days a week for 40 minutes. So then a little bit, On the higher end there. So you have what? There are two hours and 40 minutes. Maybe my math is a little bit off there. Just trying to do that on the fly. So now you have what? Six hours. On top of the four one hour strength training sessions. So now you have 10 hours. So we're looking at less than. Less than like let's be honest here. We have less than half of a day in an entire week? Well, what, 46 to 48% of a day? Okay, so let's break this down. 10 hours in any given day, that's like, what, 1.08 hours per day, seven days a week. So how many excuses are you going to make now? Because that just became real, right? Like, that number became real. When I'm talking to you about this at the beginning, you're probably thinking, holy fuck, man, I don't have time for that shit. Well, don't you? Because this is your life. This is what I'm talking about. Promotes a healthier, better life on so many different fields of life. Like, we are talking better sleep, which makes you physically, mentally, and emotionally stronger and healthier And promotes longevity. When you're talking about sitting in a sauna. Which does all the same thing. Adds the dopamine to your day. You know. Adds the epinephrine. Norepinephrine to your day. To make you happier and more positive during the day. You know. Like when you're talking about strength training. And adding strength to your body. Bone density. Lean body mass. Lean body mass density. Being more agile to be able to prevent falls, which is one of the number one predictors of longevity of life and quality of life, because you're simply strong enough to be able to withstand falling and breaking hip or shoulder. And we're talking about approximately 1.08 hours per week. Let's even call that, let's go higher end and just say, or not per week, per day. So let's go on the higher end of that and say that's even 90 minutes a day. Well, look, I'll tell you one thing. There's two or three times a week with one of my homeboys that I train for an hour. And then we go sit in the steam room or the sauna for 20 to 30 minutes after that. It's easy to incorporate in that day. That's one time. There's, actually more times. I do more than that because you know what? You're looking at it's four sixteen in the morning right now. I woke up at three twenty one this morning. I went to bed early last night, knowing that I wanted to wake up early because I have a stacked morning. So I'm like, okay, let's be real. You're gonna go sit in the sauna right now in the ice bath. You're gonna do that for about an hour. To 90 minutes. So you're going to accomplish a lot of zone 2 cardio right here. Just promoting overall general good health for your body. You're going to record this podcast that's also good health for your mental and emotional state for multiple reasons. And you're going to go a whole day, you know, about 14 or 16 hours from now and then you're going to hit that hour with one of your homeboys and then you're going to go sit and sauna. So you've doubled on this and the next day you're going to do that Two or three times. So when we look at this, it's like, okay, well, if you create more time, when you go with that that theory of creating more time, when you listen to people who say this is okay from a psychologist perspective, like Dr. Jordan Peterson, when you go to the outliers like the Jocko Willings and the David Goggins and all the fucking people in between, it's like, no, it's okay to do this. You have to, you have an obligation to yourself to do this. So why won't you? Why don't you? You have time. Because you waste a lot of fucking time. You know you do. You know you waste a lot of time. So I'm going to be in your face about this again. And show you to the people who also be in your face about it. Because if you aren't dedicating about an hour and ten minutes a day. Seven days a week. To better health. You are going to be that elderly pill popper with this now statistical, you know, 2.5 lifestyle chronic diseases. You are going to be that person. Why do you want to be?